Hey, uh, I'm Johnny, and you're listening to the Reflections Podcast. Shalom, or Salaam Alaikum, and welcome to the Reflections Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about one of the most fascinating and diverse, ancient, holy, but also conflicted regions of the world, Israel and or Palestine depending on who you ask. So before I tell you about my experience in this fascinating region, I'm going to tell you a little bit of the history. So at the end of World War I, the Ottoman Empire collapsed and British and French empires carved up different colonies of the Middle East. The British mandate for Palestine was declared between 1918 and 1948. We all know about possibly the most inhumane event to have happened in the history of mankind, the Holocaust, which happened between 1941 and 45. So at the end of the Holocaust, we've got millions of Jews without homes, as well as an aspirational growth for Zionism and nationality for Judaism. So there was a huge amount of Jewish migration to British Palestine. And in 1947, the United Nations adopted the Partition Plan, which sought to divide the British Mandate of Palestine into Jewish State Israel and Arab State Palestine. Jerusalem, which was a particular holy site for all Jews and Muslims and Christians, was to be declared an international zone. Neighboring Arab states found this partition plan just another form of colonialism, and many Arab states declared war on Israel just a year after. But the new state of Israel won the war, and in the process, pushed past the territories that was given to them by the UN. At the end of the war, Israel controlled the whole territory except for Gaza and the West Bank regions. Today, these two regions are the reason we've all heard about the Israel-Palestine conflict that's constantly in the news still. What makes it so complicated is that it's much more than just people wanting to keep their land or nationality. But it's a battle between two different religions, two different ethnicities, two different cultures and two different languages. Extremists from both sides are what have kept the region so conflicted and no one seems to know how this will come to any resolution. Wherever you are in the world, whoever you're talking to, it seems that everyone has an opinion on the Israel-Palestine conflict. So this episode is not Johnny's opinion on the, on the matter because, to be blunt, my opinion is so insignificant on such a massive topic that goes way above anything I know and I'm not going to get too political here. But I'm going to mention how fascinating it was to be in this region, and also how cool it was to be neutral traveler Johnny, who was hitchhiking across the region and could be friends with both Israelis and Palestinians. So I arrived late on a Friday evening into Tel Aviv, and for the Jewish listeners, yes, you'll know that that is during Shabbat, Shabbat is the Jewish day of rest, 
It happens every week from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday. And during Shabbat, Jewish people remember the story of creation from the Torah, where God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. It's celebrated differently by different Jews, but everyone prioritizes being with family during this time, which I think is awesome. What I did not anticipate, though, was that all forms of public transport shut for those 24 hours in Tel Aviv. And luckily, I made friends with guys in the airport that had just arrived as well, and we split a taxi into the city. Tel Aviv is also the most expensive city in the world, and I'm not exaggerating, so I'm very lucky that we did split this taxi. So I couchsurfed and hitchhiked my way around all of Israel and Palestine, from Tel Aviv down through the Negev Desert, near Gaza, and to the cool, hippie Mitzpeh Ramon. I felt like I was on Mars. I met some fascinating people along the way, and including Yair, a Uruguayan guy who we spoke in Spanish, funnily enough, and his grandparents were from Poland, but they were put in a camp in Russia. And he told me and actually showed me footage of his granddad's spinal injuries, which were rough and crazy story where his family scattered all over the world and his granddad found everyone who were still alive and his family were everywhere. He was in Uruguay with his parents, but there were family in the States across different parts of Europe. And this is just an example of, of many different Jewish stories from the Holocaust. And they were fortunate enough to reunite back in Israel where they all ended up. And we spoke about the theory of relativity and I, coming from Ireland, where it's very green, said that I had never seen anything like this landscape before. And it was so red and like Mars. And he said that he wanted to see the green of Ireland coming from there. So everything really is relative. Also met a man named Eshel, who was part of a kibbutz, which is a community that lives and works together on a non-competitive basis. And he described it to me like it was a socialistic family where all 44 families that were in his kibbutz work with and for each other. And everyone knows everyone, which is pretty cool. I was on fire and I was walking through the desert on a horse with no name. Feels good to be out of the rain, if you know that song. <laughs> I was singing that to myself the whole time. And I was walking a lot. I ended up in some situations where I would get dropped off at the beginning of a city or town. And uh, you have to get to the other side before you get city traffic. So I ended up walking through Be'er Sheva and walking 50 kilometers that day. But I made lots of friends with camels, with Bedouin travelers who are Arab nomads, bringing their cattle and homes everywhere they go. And I was diving into huge conversations like Jewish family histories, like Yer from Uruguay and talking about compulsory military service where men have to do three years after high school and women have to do two and having debates about the type of mindset that creates. 
and reuniting with my friend Jonas and Miss Pere Ramon. Jonas is a dear friend to me who opened my world and he was the one that initially told me about couch surfing and hitchhiking and he when I met him we met in Montenegro and he was in year four of a trip after high school leaving Germany and hitchhiking to Taiwan and back with his guitar on his back. He still plays the guitar, but he plays the Middle Eastern instrument, the oud, beautifully. And he was studying music in Mitzbeh Ramon in the south of Israel. And I got to meet and stay with him and his friends, which was a very cool experience. And as a matter of fact, the music you've heard in this podcast is not only gorgeously relevant, but it's by him and his band, the Tao Ensemble, which I've linked in the episode description below. So you can also give them a listen and follow them on Instagram at Tao underscore Ensemble. And after jamming with them in the desert, I was camping next to the Dead Sea on the outskirts of Ein Gedi, which is a kibbutz. And the Dead Sea is the lowest point in the world, called the Dead Sea because nothing can grow on it due to the amount of salt it has. It's just too salty and you float. And whilst at this campsite, I met some really cool friends, Advan Orgad, who shared their shakshuka with me and delicious shakshuka, might I add. And they were so kind. And I eventually ended up staying with them in their very cool house in Jaffa and Tel Aviv before flying out. But before making it back to Tel Aviv, I stayed in Jerusalem, the most culturally diverse old city, which is a heritage site on its own, and stayed with. Yuval from Couchsurfing, and Yuval is an incredible woman who hitchhiked across Europe on her own and showed me her awesomely fascinating city from the Muslim quarter to the Jewish to the Christian to the Armenian. It feels like you move into different worlds as you turn the corner with different foods, different languages, different clothing, and I literally got lost being completely absorbed in it all as my walking tour headed through the souk. And after Jerusalem, I headed over to Bethlehem. Now, many of you may know Bethlehem since a pretty famous man was born there, Jesus. And it's also in the West Bank region, in Palestine. Now, I assumed that I could just head over on a bus and I'd be grand, which is what the internet told me and seems to be the case normally. But I went on a Hebrew bus where Jewish people went on that went through the Jewish neighborhoods and it stopped at the massive wall at the last stop before the Palestinian side at a place of worship called Rachel's tomb. Now this was the last bus stop on the Israeli side and I began asking people how I could get into Bethlehem and people looked at me with really funny faces and asked why I would possibly want to go there and I mean, I just shrugged and told them it was a new place that I'd like to learn about, not knowing that if you are Israeli and Jewish, you are not allowed to go into Palestine unless you're wearing a military uniform. So I decided to just follow the map on my phone rather than listen to people and ended up walking along this massive wall with barbed wire on the top for about half an hour, 40 minutes. There was a lot of military presence and people asking me questions, being very curious as to what I was doing and 
me feeling like I was doing something wrong. But I found a crossing where I could get to the other side of the wall and it didn't seem like a normal border crossing at all, that's for sure. And it was extremely eerie. And to be honest, my heart was thumping. But I got through to the other side and I realized that I couldn't turn around and there was no way to get back into Israel at this spot, which I thought was pretty weird. But I met a lot of people on the other side and a lot of smiles, quite a lot of tourists coming into Bethlehem, as you can imagine, going, going to see the place where Jesus was born. I stayed with a man called Ahmed, who was uh, actually a Christian Palestinian and constantly telling me all of these very historical and biblical references and just so much history. I was eating so much falafel. Now, Jericho on the other side of the Dead Sea is actually known as the oldest city in the world to many in the start of civilization. Now, this region of the world in the Middle East is full of so much history and so much originates there and there's so much to preserve and I guess why there's so much to defend. And as the Irish, South African, Hungarian foreigner coming in, it was really cool to be that neutral foreigner that was able to be friends with a Jewish, Hebrew-speaking Israeli and get into a car with them. And the same goes with being able to be friends with a Arabic, Muslim, Palestinian. But still to find that when I got out of, when I was getting out of the car of that Israeli, he was telling me, now don't get into the car with a Palestinian number plate. And the Palestinian guy was telling me, now don't get into a car with an Israeli. Now, overall, it was some, and overall, it was some experience with all the kinds of people I met. Now, it was a little nervy at times, and you can feel the tension. I thought that South Africa was a pretty segregated society, but I have definitely found its victor. And we can only hope that someday, hopefully soon, a solution will arrive and the conflict will end. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you learned a little. I definitely learned so much and would highly recommend visiting this extremely interesting part of the world. And stay tuned in the Reflections podcast for next time. We are heading to India.